Welcome to episode 17 of All the Horrible Things. Uh, we're going to be talking about a new Apple TV show. I mean, relatively new. It started yeah. this spring, I guess. Yeah. Late, late winter, early spring. Mm -hmm. Severance. Not to be confused with the film Severance, which we talked about in episode one. Yeah, we did. This is the TV show starring a prestigious cast. Seriously, all the way up to the director. Yeah, Ben Stiller, who's one of my favorite directors. Granted, I haven't seen the show he did. Uh, I think it was Apple TV or HBO before this about the prison. Yeah. Did you watch that one? I haven't seen it, but it was like award-winning. It's an award-winning show. It was, show. it was. But that one I know was a one-off. That's a miniseries. Severance is meant for multiple seasons. In fact, I was, I was reading something with the creator, Dan Erickson, and he says it can either go three or six, depending on its popularity. He has wow. ideas for it to be a three-season show or a six-season show. That's and impressive. I'm, I'm rooting for six. Six in a movie. That's impressive to know as a writer to be like, I've got more story to tell, but I could easily just turn it off at three. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of exciting because he wrote the first um, pilot for it back in 2013. So we're wow. talking almost a decade before it was actually produced. And he'd shown it to many other people before Stiller started shopping it around for him because he liked it so much. And, and he was turned on by every studio except Apple TV. And what a fascinating idea it is. It is. Honest to goodness, uh, since Station Eleven, this is this is my, my favorite new show out yeah, there. Same. Like, I mean, Station Eleven, again, was a miniseries as well. That was on HBO this uh, mm -hmm. last Christmas time zone. Um, but this, knowing it's got future seasons and a cast that kicks so much ass, I think it's officially my favorite show. And I think this is probably a good point to say that there will be spoiler talk in this. Oh, yes. There's going to be plenty of spoilers because the finale was amazing and was. they didn't leave you with ridiculous cliffhangers. They gave you a taste uh, of what could happen in this next season in a way that I feel like a lot of shows wouldn't have. Absolutely. But this does give you a payoff. Um, a but why payoff? is it horror? Why are we talking about severance on all the horrible things beyond our just adoration of it? Well, I think for starters, there's this underlying question of what are they doing? Like what type of work are they doing because if it's so secretive where they spin this idea they've got this this um procedure if you will to separate your work life from your personal life and they make it seem like it's something that we're doing for your own benefit right right ultimately though i think it's to protect what they're doing down there the the company the board who you never see but hear um, is probably it's in their best interest to keep whatever they're doing down there bottled up. I think that's a strong possibility that it could be uh, the secretive nature of it. But at the same time, I think there's the possibility that Lumen is selling severance and doesn't do anything. And that these characters in the MDR, the data refinement agency, and yeah. then you got those in the creative uh, where Christopher Walken's character works, where he's designing and being a creative optics dude. It's proof. It's proof of concept. And the product itself is the severance that can then be outsourced to any other outlet, including there's a very strange episode where our two two mains, uh, Mark and Helly, played by Adam Scott, and I sadly don't remember her name, but they are they stumble upon a wing of lumen this underground facility where there's just a room full of goats yeah 
just strange <laughs> strange room full of goats being being fed by this dude um i think that's proving that you can create agricultural workers that can be severed you got the creative workers that can be severed their product is proving efficiency in severing ones outside life from their work life that's interesting and if you remember um when Mark first starts working there, they reference it very briefly. He does the Allentown file really quickly. He's able to find these scary numbers because essentially in MDR, um, they are asked to essentially sort through this grid, this matrix of numbers, uh, and find ones that feel, look scary, which is right. so ambiguous. Um, but what's strange, though, is if they get it wrong, if they pick the wrong number, the system knows that. So how would it know that? So to me, this is meaningless work and it's all about showing that they can make these workers who aren't thinking about their outside lives more efficient to then pass that on to other companies. To I mean, that's, that's push the severance itself, not any product within the severance. Yeah, Does, no, 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 that's, it's an excellent, um, theory because what would they be hiding what, what are some what are some well, ideas like what would they be doing i don't 100 percent have an answer to that just yet but i would say the most i don't know confusing part if if we're going with your theory here is the character pd who breaks free right and, and he, but he's concerned yeah but he, i think it's because he is concerned or has some sort of idea as to what's going on down there maybe to then justify it with your point and maybe he's just scared that everybody else will go through with this hmm. right i mean there's essentially a creating slaves bringing slavery back into humanity mm -hmm. um in a way that might be considered acceptable because you're not feeling the pain but at the same time that's where the philosophical nature of the show really kicks in because are they the same person if the innies cannot remember the out outies <laughs> in their lives? Are these yeah. two different people or are they the same person just because they're housed by the same vessel, the same body? Yeah, that's a good question. And I, I guess to you, to your points um, for productivity, it would sort of explain why they're working on these very old computers where they're probably not connected to the internet. They're not, there's not distractions built in. Exactly. I think it's the intranet. And even when they're given like uh, accolades or rewards, it's like either a 3D picture of themselves or a, <laughs> yeah. the, they get the picture of their, you know, group of four that they work with in their department. Or a Chinese finger um, trap. <laughs> or a Chinese finger trap. Uh, yes, let's talk about that. Because ultimately, if they are two separate people, people that are doing these really inane jobs, and like you said, the setting itself, I think, is set up to make them calm, you know, to really kind of keep any sort of distractions away we're talking about what are essentially like teenagers or, or, or even prepubescents they have a certain understanding of, of life and how to function and to communicate but they haven't experienced sex or music or, or melons apparently the melon parties these <laughs> inane right. little celebrations that they have um it, it would be so patronizing to you know somebody with experience in the real world but for them it's so novel that they can't help but get excited about an MDE. What is it? Uh, the, the dance experience. Yeah. yeah, that was that was something to, to watch. Um, not to jump too far ahead, though, but the waffle party? The waffle party. Is okay. not just so, a waffle party? No. 
So ultimately, for hitting their goal, um, Mark, who's kind of he's been bestowed uh, the role of the leader after his best buddy Petey disappears, mm -hmm. we find out later that he's reintegrated. So his and Ian Audis are, are bleeding in together, and he's working against Loom and the company. Well, Mark then takes over, and him and his crew are able to set a goal and make that goal, and he gets to choose who gets a waffle party. And the waffle party is essentially the perk. But it's not just a waffle party. Right. There's waffles. I mean, yeah, he does eat the waffles. So my favorite character of the four probably is this Dylan. Dylan is great. Um, this kind of nerdy, aggressive, nerdy character um, who is the first one to experience the outside world. Right, when they go into overtime, right? As they go into the overtime protocol, absolutely. So he's seen it. So they take advantage of the fact that he gets this waffle party, which is after hours, and it's set up in the it's so originators, sad. The, the creator of so... Lumens and, and Severance, Kier, Kier this yeah. Kier character. There's such lore and mystery, mythology behind this whole Kier business. Um, but he goes into his, his home, which I guess the whole building has been built around his childhood home. Or did you get the sense that it was like transported there? I think they recreated it, but it, re it was a recreation. I okay. think so, but you know what? As extreme, um, as extreme as everything is down there, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought his actual home. Yeah, uh, I think it's it's possible either way. Um, but ultimately, they they allow him to go have this waffle experience. Um, within this recreation or the home of here, home of the founder. And he gets to slowly eat his, his stack of waffles, which he seems to enjoy, gets a syrup on it. And, and honestly, we don't see these characters eat very much at all because their Audis are the kind of ones filling their belly for the most part, probably having breakfast and dinner. They, they get lunch, I guess. Um, and then these like reward food experiences. But after the waffle party, He's brought to Kier's bed and given a show of an erotic and very esoteric nature. Um, yeah, with the masks, the giant masks. The giant masks. And I, I did some research here on Reddit, and there's theories out there about what the hell's going on with these masks. Because as we discussed, they've never experienced sex. So my initial theory was, okay, this is a way to kind of almost like pervert sex and make it something that, that since their innies have never experienced it is something that's too odd and strange and ununderstandable for them to not want to think about it. You know what I mean? Sure. You just had a waffle party. You're overloaded. Oh, that was good. I'll be content with food. And then you're given this strange erotic dance by four figures in um, the, the, th the four masks were, it was a sad bride mask, the crone mask, like a gray haired mask, um, and then there's, there's a jester mask and a ram mask. Well, on Reddit, there was um, one poster who suggested that these four masks represent the personalities in MDR. Oh. So the sad bride mask represents Mark, who lost his wife, whose wife right. has supposedly been killed in a car accident that he is responsible for. The dread slash uh, the old mask is Irving, our John Turturro character, who is kind of dreading old age and he's and he's the one that's like the most he's the closest to death mm -hmm. and he, he's the one that has these hallucinations about the black slime so that might be irving and then the frolicking mask the jester mask might be heli um or even pd who she or proceeds pd preceded heli and the jester mask is always trying to find ways to escape 
likes to have fun and is kind of the trickster character. Because as we find out later, Heli is actually a Kier. She has severed herself and herself, her inner, inner self, hates being part of this company, even though she is a descendant of yeah the creator and then finally dylan representing the ram mask because he's kind of the most obstinate um lots of he's insulting people left and right absolutely hates other departments and is um eventually the most motivated to break out of lumen um, yeah he, he also maybe a futuro bit, he also bit um milchick <laughs> <laughs> yeah which was yeah. great it was pretty great uh, Milicek had it coming. Those are really a f- well thought out descriptions of those masks. I, when I was watching it, I've only seen that scene once. I imagine if I was to rewatch that scene, I could pull some some more information out of it. But I think my first thought was one of them's got to be Kier. You know, the older one was Kier. Like you get to be mm. closer to your this this quote unquote leader god type figure in in, in this um, in this organization. But I like I like these. Um, these descriptions. The analogs do make sense. Yeah, I could see yes, them. Yes, they do. But I can't. I can't help but going with my initial instinct. It's like just to kind of like steer him away from having sexual thoughts, right? You know, keeping their mind on the work and making any sort of erotic experience so foreign well, and bizarre that they could not actually be turned on by that. My, my, one of my other thoughts, though, while this is being set up, is that who are these people? Are they brought in from the outside? Are they other employees? Are they a different um, uh, team? You know, like a different department within this company? Like that's sad and scary too. It is. That's, that's one of the big questions is how many different departments are there? And then big questions like, are there any's that are always any's? They never go out that are always stuck there. Because as we find out, big reveal here, um, Mark's wife is actually alive. She's alive. She's alive. That's one of the big reveals at the end. And she turns out to be um, the figure that is essentially the one that reaffirms them. She's kind of like a psychologist Mm -hmm. of sorts. And when they do something good, they get to go hang out with her and she tells them about their Audi. Which is like, to me, it seemed like just fake generic stuff. But how much do you think of, of that? the list she's rattling off is real. I don't think any of it's probably okay, real. Yeah, I didn't I mean, think so. Either. I mean, they're so vague in general <laughs> that just... maybe some are, but I think it's just to kind of keep them motivated and be like, okay, I'm doing this for the greater cause. Right. You know, in a sense, their Audi is almost like a God analog, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. like, that is the one that, and Heli does a great job of kind of like proving that when Heli R tries to escape or kill herself, oh, even Heli E really lays down the lines. Like you are working for me you are secondary to me um so authoritatively that in a way that they are kind of subjugated to themselves in such a profound way you mentioned um the black ooze which i think is like the first time when you're first watching the series in episode one it might be the first horrific type element that's actually visually shown because you're 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 thinking, what is going on? Is this is this brain melting? Is something literally seeping in from the outside? Is it the paint? Yeah, his... yeah. Right. Is it the paint? Is it the paint? Because we also see when he's home. Irving's Audi. Irving's Audi is obsessed is... with drawing, or sorry, painting the same 
image over and over again and different and different shapes too right right slight variations but ultimately the same black corridor leading to the door that we don't see until the finale right which essentially to me seems like the decommission door because um it's it's explicated that the woman who we thought was dead mark's dead wife who is alive she's being uh fired if you will but she doesn't have an Audi life that we're aware of to go back to. Right. So she sent down this corridor that Irving keeps drawing over and over again. And to me, it felt like she was going into like, if you're familiar with Westworld. Yes. When that's they exactly, turn off the robots. That's exactly what I pictured. Off. They don't do anything. Maybe they just turn later. off and they're just stored like in a, like in a warehouse. Exactly. A naked warehouse. So then, yeah, I mean, if you if you remember, there's the there's the which protocol? What was it called when overtime protocol? Yeah, overtime they can protocol. turn them on when they're outside. But there was a bunch of other protocols that were given a little hint at. Right. When Dylan is you know doing this for them is is you know working his master mission impossible plan there at the <laughs> end where he's got to hold two levers. <laughs> um, I felt the least so bad agile <laughs> of all the four characters to do it. I can but do it. But there's other ones like Glasgow, which I know there's like this Glasgow states of consciousness. Um, academic stuff out there uh, I, I i mean ultimately the show is about consciousness which i think is one of the biggest mysteries out there which to me is part of why it makes it horror is because no one has a defensive definitive sense or answer to what consciousness is and most of what humanity leans towards seems to be theological in nature right but this show i think really is 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 playing with whether or not there's infinite us in us you know mm-hmm. which gets to the idea of rickon which is mark's brother-in-law's book which is titled the you you are <laughs> yeah, what a great character at first when you're first introduced to him you're like oh no this guy's yes, this guy's right. annoying and you grow to like him over the He's span of the series very pretentious, uh, terrible writer, which makes yes. it so strange yes. that he has such the following that he does have. Yes. Which because is also... Because v- apparently is doing well. But don't you think it's also a very cult-like? Very cult-like. Which brings me to other theories on there that Rickon is actually in any on the loose in the outside world, as are his followers. Oh, Interesting. So that he was kind of designed to be part of Mark's life, or uh, he could potentially even be a cure, which brings us into another huge theory online that I think has a lot of weight. That Miss Cobell, played by Patricia Arquette, yep. is also a cure, but a bastard cure. Not like Helly, who we find out is the actual descendant of the cure family in a legitimate way. But Cobell, because she doesn't have the clout, she has kind of like, I mean, it's a good job, but it's not that great. In the way that she worships the Kiers on the outside and works for them so diligently on the inside and then gets so mad at Helly at the end. To me, this is like the the bastard child who is being kind of tossed aside there at the end, even though she's more devoted to the cause of Lumen than Heli, who tries to kill herself. Heli R, rather. Now, what I thought was interesting um, about Cobell is that she doesn't appear to be severed. I don't think she's severed. But she has two identities. 
but I think I think Miss Selvig, who's the neighbor on the outside world right. to Mark, is her idea of what a middle middle aged woman living next door would be because because it's almost a little over the top a little ridiculous oh, yeah. it's almost like she's putting on a part it's a brilliant the, move the by cookies the, yes exactly just the the whole uh garbage pail debacle yeah. where did the whose garbage pail go goes where it's Mark. just it's a hyperbolic version of the the snoopy next door middle-aged woman who, now why do you think she has so much interest in Mark and she has moved next to him with this character. I think Mark is a bigger figure than any of us know at this point, because I do think if um, Rickon is part of the Kier family and Cobell is uh, potentially also a, a bastard child of Kier and we have his wife, who's now essentially a, a puppet of Kier, even though Mark thinks she's dead on the outside. Um, they mentioned very briefly the Allentown file. When he starts at Lumen, he's able to find the scary numbers in an efficient way that changes the way everyone does the yeah. work at MDR. So I think there is something special about Mark yes. that makes her want to monitor him, that he's got some sort of, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. That's no, where, no, no, where no. It's, it's, it's a mystery. It's very interesting, and, and so much so as to have Mrs. Selvig um, – <laughs> working with Mark's sister, um, with the, the latching, uh, so much so as to, to bring in Mark's quote-unquote dead wife, all to see to seem like a test, just to see if like the severing actually works, like you don't even recognize your own wife in this, this world. Um, and and Selfie was so cruel to her, Cobell rather, um, right. in the office, because she makes Mark sit down with her in the in the peace room or w whatever the name of the nice room is, mm. not the break room, where not you're the break indoctrinated room. And, and <laughs> Which is the most horrific thing about this series. Yeah, the same horrible crap over and over again. But on the day that they are decommissioning, um, Hem Gemma, Gemma's Hema is her name, um, he's the one that is there when she's realized, oh, I've been fired. So she's realizing in that moment, I'm about to die, essentially, because yeah. that version of her is about to die for all intents and purposes. Right. Hema inside, Miss, it's, I can't remember her actual name in Bloomin, uh, Miss Riley or Kaylee or something. Yeah. She is about to be a little snuffed out, and she doesn't have any sense that she has an Audi. And that's even when she's walking down that corridor that Irving keeps painting over and over again. She's like, "Is is my Audi a good person? Is 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 this gonna be okay?" Sort of thing. And Milichek's like, uh, 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 "Everything's gonna be fine." <laughs> that's let's talk about Milichek for a second because I don't think um, Selvig slash Cobell has been severed. But what is Milichek's deal? Has he been severed? What the hell is going on with this character? Because he's like a huge fan favorite. He's a fan favorite. He seems to me like the most likely to be the any who's only an any. Like he is only in this world, like you had alluded to earlier. Because I don't think we, even when he needs to connect with Dylan on the outside, they use the overtime uh, protocol. Right. Yeah. And he's still himself on the outside as he is in, in the inside. Full time. Any. Um, granted, so was the, 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 the security guy. Right. But he leaves snuffed. off site and we see him 
and he doesn't change at all either. So, he, okay, so they could either be innies all the time, or they could just be these indoctrinated folks mm-hmm. for care, working for care, uh, for the greater good. Um, and as as we kind of talk to the top here, the greater good, what does that represent? And I want to talk more about potential Irving theories that are out there and how Irving is the only one that's trying to communicate with his any. Right. Which we learn about in the trunk. Um, Through the trunk, right? So he has trunk. information about the people that he's working with in the trunk. Um, and then he keeps painting the same image of essentially what I'm assuming is like the gateway to death, metaphoric death, right? the decommissioning room. Um, but is it possible? Why trying to theorize what would be the reason um, that he's trying to communicate with himself or why did it get severed to begin with? The theory out there that I like the most is that Lumen initially did trials with soldiers to sever soldiers. Yeah, and maybe to deal dad, with PTSD or something. Exactly. Maybe his dad was a severed soldier and, and, and died because he was so not trained well enough because they wanted to have these soldiers that weren't scared. You know, there was nothing mm. to lose for them. So they were just going to go in there. So that sort of backstory involving like maybe his family was was used by Lumen um, for their own devices. And, and, and I honestly think that's where their money would be made too, right? If you think about where does the government spend their money? It is defense, 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 defense. So I think severance, if it's not selling severance to all all industry, Specifically, they can make the most money selling severance to the, the, government's yeah, the government's armed services. Um, because then you I have like an army theory. of robots, you know? Yeah. And yeah. that's why it definitely could be secretive in itself, too. Because imagine the outrage when you're sending people to war who don't remember who don't. their family. Yeah, and it's going to make them a lot more dedicated and committed to the, to the cause. Maybe that is the cause. I like that theory just, a lot. And he's the way he's trying to communicate with himself by staying awake all night painting too. When does Irving get any sleep? Mm. You know, he gets it at work and then he gets shit for it at work. So he's the only one that seems to be conscious of how it works inside and outside. So he has to have some sort of deeper, deeper connection to it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really good. I was kind of wondering like, yeah, where does this, I mean, we see his, his Navy stuff in the trunk um yes exactly the navy stuff um but there is also another suggestion that he is the only one of them that has been severed twice so there's potentially three irvings that we're dealing with i like that there's something going on there for sure yeah (laughs) i mean there's so many moving parts in this show it just like keeps you guessing a lot of people have compared it to uh lost as Mm -hmm. kind of these two different aspects of one person you're getting to see them in two different environments right um, and, and the mystery that overhangs it all. I, I think that's that's pretty accurate uh, comparison. Granted, I think the show is much more well done, and we have the luxury of not having to watch commercials. Um, that that helps a lot too. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> commercials can ruin momentum. I want to ask you personally: Is mm. there any point in your life that you would want to not have lived through that you would have severed? given the opportunity opportunity. Oh man, that is a great question. Um, I don't think so. Not me personally. I, I think I might be in the category of people who, who, um, believes in, in, in those moments kind of, you know, they make you up, you know, 
trying to forget about something is is incredibly dangerous. Uh, or, yeah. you know, pushing it away and so no, I don't I don't think so. I mean I kind of feel severed when I lived in LA for a bit. <laughs> no, that's a good point. You know, it just yeah. felt like a different you really world. Feel disconnected. It's hard to like see your family in the same light almost because you're so far and have different purpose and yeah. Especially coming uh, from an, an area in the suburb really, you know, like the Midwest where you've got four seasons and you go to LA and it's one season pretty much. You know, they've yeah, got the rainy season. It is but... like living a different life entirely. Yeah. yeah. The two settings are so disparate. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I don't know. As a kid, all I remember when my parents dragged me to, or my mom more specifically, dragged me to church, in my head, I would try to sever that out. <laughs> That's a good every point. Every Sunday, I would be like, I need to fast forward to the point where I would memorize like episodes of The Simpsons or Parker Lewis Can't Lose. And I just replay those in my head. <laughs> Parker Lewis. While the priest was giving his sermon. The priest um, was Kubiak. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's a good point. I was someone who really tried to fight against going to church and CCD. Oh my gosh. CCD is another good the example worst. of where I just tried to numb myself to yeah. the reality that I was being forced into. I've had a couple jobs where I feel like that was the case. Yeah. Um, but that's part of why I went into education. So I didn't dread work like a job in an office can tend to make people dread. You know? Oh yeah. I don't think, I, I don't think I'm made for it. Um, interesting thing that I found on Reddit too. So Selvig, um, that's an anagram that somebody figured out. Really? He severed G as in Gemma, who's his wife, G lives. So as soon as we get her name, you get a hint there that Mark's wife is actually alive. G lives. That's impressive. <laughs> it might be a stretch. I like it, but though. I took it. Um, another character that I really liked, we only saw in one episode, was this Peggy Kincaid character, who was the first one to do integration successfully. And she's the one that ultimately is able to uh, help Petey out. I was working with Petey um, at the beginning when he is trying to reintegrate himself. Uh, she's a Chicago actress, apparently. Worked at the Shakespeare... Is that um, right? Theater often, often. Um, where do you think? Where do you think she's going? Because she she seems to be the head of the rebellion, and she was willing to kill that guy so without a thought. The uh, security dude that shows up oh, looking man. for him. Yeah, I, I think she knows how just how evil the corporation is, and she doesn't even think twice when she just sneaks up behind that guy. She's also like, "All right, take your clothes, burn them." She's, she's been through that was this. a really horrific moment. Yeah. I mean, certainly for his Audi to have seen that and oh, yeah. just started to get into this, oh crap, is something going on at Lumen that I don't know about? Um and how great is it that that security card is like the only thing that can go through the elevator? Yeah. No, I mean, it's so well written. I got to give this Dan Erickson credit because it is such a world unto itself. Um I guess like when Totoro had read the script and was offered, he was like, this is amazing. And I want Christopher Walken to be Bert. I want him to be my love interest in it. And a lot of people just point out too, you never really see, I guess maybe the exception a little bit in Gracie, Gracie and Frankie, I guess they do it, but yeah. older uh, gay men, you know, sparking romance like mm -hmm. that. I, I felt like it was, it was really well done and interesting and believable. Great representation of like what life is really like. As far as, you know, like, okay, so, sorry, Hollywood, not every gay relationship on TV is going to be young, attractive, exactly. it's real people. Hitting a club every night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of Dan Derrickson, people have asked him a lot about like, 
what got you with this idea where did it come from sort of thing i guess he used to work at like a door store or he was, he was a door salesman and he just hated that job so much but interestingly i mean just the metaphor there of the doors representing like two different worlds i, I feel like that just that's great it that bled is into really this great. stellar concept people gotta that buy really doors. Is such, so high level but i think it is appealing to people um not because of the cast only but because of the setting and just that most people what percentage of people do you think hate their jobs oh 85 percent to 90 85 percent. yeah i think it's definitely yeah over i think it's 80 ish for sure i think that's accurate which is horrific yeah it's sad um, it's too bad what happens though when everything gets automated and people have all the time in the world what happens when they're not given that same sort of sense of purpose that these innies have they certainly have a sense of purpose in the way the Audis don't, and that uh, ennui, that existential despair that, they, that they're feeling on the outside right. leads them to wanting to sever that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a tricky business because I, I feel like we do need some sense of purpose, but is a purpose I, that you hate Right, and I think it's, it's brought up almost in the very first scene is when we see Adam Scott pull into the parking lot and just starts crying. Because yeah. my first thought that, I mean, we don't know about the wife yet. My first thought was that, man, this guy must hate his job. He's crying right. before he goes to work. But is he crying because of that? Is he crying because of his wife? I mean, it's probably I, I think it's his wife. culmination. Look, it of, might be a combination of both. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is sad. That's why, that to me is why it's horror more than anything else. Is because we are forced to do so much in this life that we just submit to. Yeah. And that sucks. And that really in the grand scheme of things is pointless and kind of a waste of your time. Yeah. And there's that's that's the big bad. It's just wasting life, wasting your experience on this planet. I think, you know, that's at the heart of why I find it scary because that's sure. what I aim toward not doing is just wasting away. Uh yeah, and then like the the, the um <laughs> the swag throughout this series where Milchuk's like, you want to, what does he say? He, he can get him. And then he's like, I've got one right now. I, I, there, there's so the many, melon party, not the melon party. There, I mean, there's so many, I mean, there's, um, uh, Christopher Walken's characters talking about the tote bag. Um, oh, yeah. when, when Dylan is holding the switches mm-hmm. <laughs> and Milchuk's trying to get into that door He's telling him, he's like, you know what, we've we've got it's like a coffee mug or something. He's like, we just got him in. I'll get it, I'll give you one right now. The idea <laughs> that that jobs think the idea of just even a perk might be something with their works logo on it is is just it's one, it's sad. Two, it's just wasteful to the to this planet. Uh and three, it's 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 like it's it's not an actual form of payment like don't they know people just want to make money yeah but no i know and that's what's so sad is because they're not reaping the benefits of the work Mm-mm. their audis are and in most cases it seems like the audis have sucky lives as it is except maybe right. dylan dylan's the only severance that maybe i sort of understand where he's coming from yeah um of the four because he does seem to have a family and maybe he's just like i want to be a better dad so i don't want to come home after schlogging doing a bunch of bullshit uh i want to be the best dad i possibly can be for my kids that's the only one where i might buy into how it might how work could bleed into your audi life in a bad way missing out on on family time yeah and and that scene was just so 
sad and scary too when when the the guy is, he's like i told you to count to a thousand <laughs> it's <laughs> yes. like this poor little kid no child I is going it's just I going know. to count to a thousand but it's also yeah the most like just to jump off of what you you just said is that like there's no way dylan can can do his job now knowing he has a kid he needs to know about his audi's life more yeah i think that was that's what made dylan no longer yeah it broke uh, him. accepting yeah it broke him it broke him the second that he said wait a minute i have offspring i have a purpose beyond this yeah. stupid scary number finding and with BS. everything and with everything going on in the series that was actually lumen's fault like they're, they're right? you know you've got your employees trying to do things but like um sorry guys that one was on you Okay, that's a good point. Let's talk a little bit more about Lumens behind the scenes. The board. What is going on with the board? Well, yeah, I think I think the stuff that you've you've brought up, like the stuff that you read on on Reddit, I think makes a lot of sense. This board could be they could be state senators now. You know, this could be like yeah. it could be people pulling well, the strings. That's I think I, there's definitely um, the one. I think it's a congressman yeah. who has his wife severed mm -hmm. during her pregnancy. her pregnancy. Yep, so she doesn't have to endure that. And I think that's uh, another good example of how they're not just trying to use severance for work. They're trying to use it right. for it's in the grander. Yeah. The like grander you can block out things. pain in your life. No, I'm sorry. I don't know. It's a tricky business. If, if uh, But that's, yeah, I, don't I know. mean, that is who I think the, uh, the board is. It's made up of rich white people. Yeah. I think you're right. Do you think if Heli R and Heli E integrated will, Heli Egan, the Audi, overtake Heli R's uh, defiance? Well, no. I mean, she's one. She's forced her to work there and then and, and right. immediately denied her process of termination. She, she has lived through a suicide now and right. doesn't seem to care. She just covers it up with makeup. And then, and then the innie is like, this. you just tried to cover it up. I think it's more of a metaphor there, too. Like, we're just going to cover all that bad stuff up <laughs> and then when point. when Helly's on stage and she's actually talking to those people she's like i'm an innie yeah they and they think she's joking yeah and they think oh <laughs> but they and she's like they're they're doesn't she say they're like abusing them down there yeah for sure oh that's the sort of thing that i was scared was going to be put off until the premiere of season two yeah but we got it there we got it there at the end between John Turturro walking up to the door, Irving walking up to the door of Christopher Walken, mm -hmm. seeing that he has uh, a lover in the outside world, and you know you want your you want him to be happy, but at the same time you want to let him know what what's been happening inside Lumen, and then of course you have Mark finally realizing that his wife is alive. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a great course, morning. She's alive. <laughs> she's alive. She's alive. That was a beautiful, beautiful way to end it. Um, and his yeah. sister's such an interesting character yeah. in herself. Uh, they have a really great oh, relationship. They do. It's rare that you see such profound brother-sister mm -hmm. relationships on them, but I think they did a really good job of they that. They did. They did. And how amazing to for a TV show to provide information and yet still have a cliffhanger. So many mysteries still. Yeah. So many mysteries. Also, uh, you know what's really interesting is that Irving's character and uh, what's Christopher Walken's character named Bud or Bert? Bert, Bert yeah. Um, 
What an interesting thing, though, that you try to sever the personal life and yet your romantic life or your your sexual preference, you cannot mm. sever. You cannot sever. Exactly. You, you can't So this is a nature that. versus nurture yeah. argument. And it obviously says that nature is, is, the, is the reality here. I mean, Our I, innate sexualities and, you know, who we are is innate to us. Yeah. I thought that was a really and, fun, great first moment when they when they touch hands and it's like that pinky that was, the pinky it was, cute. <laughs> it was. such geezer boys I you know. know it was still a very cute really touching moment rooting for them yeah uh here's... and then his retirement party is so heartbreaking when we do realize oh that my god that was Walken so sad no longer going to be working there and presumably because they had caught on to the fact that those two were starting to get a little too close <laughs> They've got um, some really great physical bits with those um, when they put the, the, the tape in and, and he's he's talking to himself over there, but he's standing over there. <laughs> yeah, he's like, there you are. It. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, no, they do a great job with that. Just the dichotomy of the people bifurcation yeah. of, of self. Um, what would be your retirement song? The one song you'd want to hear at your retirement? Well, I think, the, first of all, the soundtrack to the series is really great. And they're pulling out Phenomenal. some really great, like, 70s, like, deep cuts. Um, yes. I don't know. Um, I, I Have you thought about this? Do you have an answer for yeah, yourself? I, think, I mean, this is my same karaoke song, Sandman. I'd have to go with Sandman. <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs> it's so appropriate. <laughs> Speaking of which, how about Sleep. What about, you know, because I'm obsessed with the dream, dream business mm -hmm. and all that shit. What is going on when they sleep? Who's dreaming? Are characters from the Audi or the Innies world the ones that are swirling in there? I there's, feel like I'd love if they explored this in some way. Yeah, there's got to be some sort of crossover. I mean, there's only so much your your brain can suppress and it, it's still there, you know. Um, that's a good question. I'd love to see that answered. I have one thing before I forget. Yeah. I have a question about the um, Bert's department. Dylan steals a card. Yes. And hides it in the bathroom. Right. What was on those cards? Because they looked like they looked like training, like self-defense training cards. Okay. So this, I think, has a lot to do with training soldiers. Yep. Okay. And these are the things, because essentially they're going in there with a blank mind. So you have to train train these soldiers that know nothing about combat mm -hmm. into, you know, your, your robotic fighting machine. So I think that is ultimately what Lumen does more than anything else is it trains people to work for industry and or government in a grander scheme um, without the pushback that I mean, we normally would feel as human beings. Just missing one of those cards really those cards. made them freak out. That's, that's what, that's what provoked the, um, the, the overtime right yeah i think i think that points to their grander uh operations they're building of, armies they're building they're building armies of some some kind uh, of multiple kinds because with the, with the goats then that makes me think that it's not just they're not just creating soldiers they're not just creating great office workers yeah. but also agricultural folks too they're making the perfect slaves in every department but certainly yeah. the most nefarious would be um armies of severed be just i mean it's just robots then at that point you know you have robot armies yeah i mean when, i don't know if it's just because of the time we've been alive but whenever i see baby goats i always think of cloning now i think scientists i think cloning yes you mentioned the potential for cloning action going on there um yeah i mean I, 
what are the chances, and this is just my own conspiracy theory, that Mark's wife isn't really Mark's He's wife? A clone. Yeah. That's, there's a strong possibility of that. Yeah, and then they're still trying to see if the severed brain would recognize it. So maybe Milchek's not a real person either. The innies who are like full-time innies. innies might be clones clones of some sort. That's interesting. Yeah, I could buy into that. That, that would make sense based on their just really strange natures too. Yeah. I mean, what it boils down to is I can't wait for season two. Same. Um, it. It just knocked my socks off this show. What an exciting show. I mean, it's so well directed. It's so well shot. I mentioned this in an email to you, I think, but the colors, the whole color palette mm-hmm. seems like um New well, Age Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. We're monochromatic and Yeah, the blues, the yeah. Yeah. Really, really well put together. And the, oh my god, how cool is just the opening sequence? The the oh the oh opening my, theme, the is opening so credit sequence is so good. Yeah, no, I never skip through it because it's the a the music. I love the theme song. I remember theme song's the great. First episode, it was just like the this animation theme song rules, brilliant. It's just I don't have any complaints about that show. And it's such a when you've got a show that just keeps you know pushing you to ask questions. Then you know you got a winner. Yeah. And it's scary AF, I'm telling you. Yeah, it definitely yeah. spooks me a bit. So, I don't want to end up a slave to somebody else's <laughs> desires, you know? I just really hope, you know, and this is kind of like the state of television. It's like, I really hope we don't have to wait like two years for a season two. Some shows uh, are great and they go right into production. They were like, all right. At the same time, I don't want it to be rushed either. No, there is no, something to be said for like the Curb Your Enthusiasm approach, where it's literally when yeah. Larry David is inspired by an idea that would yeah. be good enough for a new season. I mean, the good um, news here is that you said the creators got enough yes. ideas for six seasons. Or sh- yes, yeah, I think I think season two is at least uh, outlined. They know what's going to happen with season two, so. I mean, it, I think it's it's done well for Apple TV. It was one of the first things that they picked up, and a lot of the casting was done pre-COVID. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I hope I hope they do get on it quick, but at the same time, don't rush, please. No, I hear you. I mean, this time next year, I, and, I'd be happy. And I do like that this guy, uh, Dan Erickson, the creator, does go through the Reddit himself. He he's the lurker, as he likes to call himself. That's great. So he likes to see what's working for the fans and where they want or hope or think or don't want it to go right so definitely appreciate that especially for a new a new guy in the block man good for him yep crush it like this yeah if apple's smart they'll just hold on to him and let him do if he wants to do other shows let him do whatever he wants <laughs> just let the guy focus on this one now let's not spread him too no, thin. I know. no i know but i'm, I'm just glad saying he's got ben stiller on his side because Ben Stiller directed the best Jim Carrey movie of all time. Hands down. Cable Guy is... <laughs> Cable Guy seems to come up in almost every one of our podcasts. I know. That, I mean, that it's guy made a... such a dark comedy that that also has tones of horror in it. You're right. That's not a terrible idea yeah. to do dark comedy horror cast. Uh, there's, like there's something, it. There's something to that. But I think we've we've tapped into Severance pretty well. And yeah. Instead of uh, stay, saying, stay alive, I'm going to go ahead and say... Stay yourself. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) 